1: And a good afternoon, one and all. So good to be here. My name's Randy Corcoran, your pumped-up purveyor of principled, passionate patriotism from Saturday afternoons at 5 p.m. right here on 710-KNUS. So pleased to be filling in for Deborah Flora. I think the I, first time I've done her show in this time slot. And uh, it's just always a blast. And I made it quite clear when I came in, and yes, I'm fully armed today. I made it quite clear when I came in. That if I was coming in at 3 o'clock, I was not leaving until the end of live radio. So I will be filling in for Stefan Tubbs as well. And I um, hope that gives us a chance to chat. 303-696-1971. I am really loaded up with Bear today. I, I It's hard for me to spend time sort of small talking on the radio too much because I just feel like we are at a a precipice in our country and we have been for a while. We've seen it coming. People have been waking up more and more and it, it took a while for that to start to happen, but it's happening very, very quickly now. And so we averted some of the potential disaster by electing a house majority in the United States house of representatives that will take over in January. Thank the good Lord. And then A group of Republicans, 17 of them, including the infamous Senate minority, seems like in perpetuity now, minority leader Mitch McConnell, did everything in their power to support the left-wing, big spending, open border agenda by passing a $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill that basically cripples the incoming House of Representatives because that money now will be spent all the way through September of 2013. Maybe it's October. But anyway, it's well in, or 2023, maybe it's well into, years are going fast. Maybe it, it, it's so far into next year that the newly elected House, and remember, the only power that the House of Representatives really has besides the investigative power, which we'll talk about in just a second, is the power of the purse. They control the money. So if Mitch McConnell and his band of corrupt, self-aggrandizing, career politician, merryman, pirate senators would have just held off on an omnibus bill, Oh, the government would have shut down. You know, 70 plus percent of the government is on automatic autopilot. So it would have made no difference to anybody over the Christmas holiday. It would have actually shown some interest in reining in spending. But they didn't. They crammed this thing through. They do it at Christmas. They do it every single time when everybody's trying to get out. Nobody reads the 4,000 pages. And they just simply crippled the incoming House majority that was voted in by the American people in 2022. And it is unforgivable. It is inexcusable. So the only primary power that Democrats are going to have, I, I don't know where my head's at. I guess it's a holiday still. The only primary power that Republicans in the incoming House majority are going to have is to investigate, to hold people accountable. And I pray that they spend a whole lot of time doing that and doing it well. Some of the things we'll be doing over the next four hours, and especially this hour during the Deb Flora show, I want to, uh, Deb is just a hero when it comes to school boards, when it comes to educating, the great documentary that she and her husband put together, all of the work, her viral moment in front of a douglas county school board that uh, really helped contribute to the momentum around the country in exposing the woke agenda the sexualization of our children all of those things and because that's a one of the many successes in under the deb flora brand i want to spend some time during this hour to show you just how bad it has gotten And we'll do that by going to Chicago and an expose from Project Veritas and a guy named Dean Joseph Bruno. Just disgusting. We'll get to that here in a little bit, I promise. We are going to divert a little bit, though, and do something really special because unless you're a regular Saturday night listener to, to my show, you won't know about the new Guinness Book of World Record Holder, Guinness Book of World Record Record Holder for running consecutive marathons, and a marathon is a minimum of 23.6 miles, I believe, and the reason I want to bring him to you this hour, and we may bring him back in the tub show because different people listen at different times, But the reason I want to bring him to you is because, number one, there's a small bit of miracle that's attached to what he has done, which is shatter the world record of 61 or 62 consecutive marathons. He'll clear it up for us. And he did that almost three weeks ago. It'll be three weeks on Wednesday, and he is still running. So every single day, he's breaking his own Guinness Book of World Records record for consecutive marathons, rain or shine, 18 below, 18 above, doesn't matter. He's continuing to run. And he is also the son of one of my dearest friends. So uh, we're going to spend a little time doing that. It is, after all, the holiday season. I figured we could lighten up a bit anyway for you. His name is Malachi O'Brien. And when you hear some of the history, the sort of Miracle, I think that factors into that story. I think you will really be glad to know about it. And maybe we can figure out a way to help him because he's not just running for his health. In fact, the poor kid, 39 year old kid, that's what the 63 year old man calls a kid now. Uh, But the kid is having to eat 4,500 calories a day just to keep from losing weight. He's gotten so thin from all of this running. It's just really a remarkable story and I want to share it with you. And I guess since I will be just uh, doing the marathon today and running right into the Stephen Tubbs show I might as well tell you what's coming up later. 4:20 uh, approximately on the Stephen Tubbs show will be joined by Tyler Boyer. And Tyler has become a friend. Uh, many of you who know know me. I'm the Republican National Committee man from Colorado, elected 2 years ago to a 4-year ter- term, much to the chagrin of many of the local rhinos and consultants and big donors here in Colorado, and man oh man, uh, when we get to talking about them and uh, and why they dislike me so much, my hope, my prayer is that that fires you up to get you into action for the upcoming presidential election in 2024, which you know as well as I do, is going to be right around the corner. So we'll be talking with him. He's the Republican National Committee man from Arizona. He was involved with with the gubernatorial election there and uh, watched very closely the trial, the election fraud trial that, of course, as one would expect, did not result in anything except exposing the truth about the corrupt Maricopa County elections. And we'll also talk with him about the RNC leadership vote that's coming up. I'm one of the 167 other people. I say that because we have to assume Ronna McDaniel will vote for herself. She's number 168. Who will decide who will chair the RNC, the national GOP, for the next two years? And so... um, that has been a tremendous topic of debate among a lot of the folks that I hang around with because they're just activists. They're looking ahead. They're looking for a change. They want changes either from the current leadership or want new leadership to replace them. And so we'll, uh, we'll get Tyler's take on that as well. That should be an awful lot of fun. And then I'm really looking forward in the five o'clock hour to spending some time with Ted Harvey. Ted Harvey is a former Colorado state Senator. He has the super PAC, uh, called Defend the Committee to Defeat the President. And um I had actually asked him when I was asked to fill in for Stefan uh I don't know, a week or ten days ago, that uh if he could come on today and he did, and then he just popped up on Newsmax. And so I got to listen to him. I texted him and he sent a shot my way on live TV. So we'll talk about that with Ted Harvey at five twenty. And um and then we may, just because again, different uh, Different listeners at different times here on 710 bring Malachi back, the world record holder for consecutive marathons, because his story, to me anyway, and I know I'm personally attached, but it is just so compelling. We're going to have a lot of open lines today, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. Something else I want to dig into, and it's interesting to come in on a holiday, because Typically, you know, we all get dozens of texts and certainly more in the morning shows and the afternoon drive shows. Uh, Although my Saturday shows when it was in the morning and in the evening pulls a lot of text to studio on the 710 KNUS text to studio app. But on the holidays, you can just kind of tell, man, people are not that into anything other than just a little bit of relaxation and a little bit of uh, maybe just putting it all to bed for a little while. So it was very easy when I came in to see texts going all the way back to Saturday because there's only about six of them on here. And, uh, and the first one uh, is not the topic of, of uh, an issue that I'm going to educate not only um, talking heads but hopefully some listeners about, and that's Ray Ups and the FBI – But there's a text here that says, Where is Dr. Dunn? Want to hear him. 542 on Sunday. Now, if you're a regular weekend listener on 710, uh, hopefully you listen to my show. You almost certainly listen to Backbone Radio, the historic Backbone Radio, from 4 to 7 p.m. on Sundays. And this texter, on Christmas Day at 542, is demanding Dr. Dunn. Now, that's either loyalty or just... Selfishness, dude, texter, Mr. or Mrs. It was Christmas, remember? Speaking of these holiday weekends, I did not do a live show Saturday, uh, Christmas Eve, and I'm not planning to do a live show on New Year's Eve, I think, and we'll talk with uh, Luis Gonzalez, who's producing the show today and produces my Saturday show, about maybe just putting together some pre-recorded interviews for your entertainment What's great about them is, you know, we'll get some people that we can't usually get on. Like there are some people who won't do live radio on Saturday because they're Jewish or they have some other, you know, if they commit to their families over the weekend or whatever. And the great thing, if we get some of those interviews and we do, in fact, put that show together is you can grab the podcasts and the hundreds of you who are grabbing our podcasts will already know to do that. But if you're a regular listener I just thought it'd be great to have a show you could listen to if you, like me, aren't into the, uh, you know, staying up till midnight, watching the ball drop. I'd I'd rather watch it in New York and be done by 10 o'clock on TV. I just don't go out anymore. It's, It's not like the college kid days or any of that. And I know a lot of listeners feel the same way. It's a lot safer at home as well. All the drunk driving and everything that goes on over the holidays. So we're going to put together a show with some special guests and we'll have it there for the podcast. And by the way, if you are listening on the podcasts, thank you for doing that. I'm going to really go to work on getting those out and about, but um, I've learned our podcasting numbers are very, very impressive. And that is really cool. And I owe it all to regular listeners to wake up with Randy Corcoran on Saturday. But I then saw a text and It says the caller is referring to agent provocateurs the FBI hired to infiltrate. That was to John Caldera this morning, who was filling in for George Brockler. And so I had to go listen. And certainly enough, uh, as one could have expected, the provocateur that was being talked about was the infamous Ray Epps. Ray Epps, the only person. To be on video and audio. In fact, he even appears in the January 6 bleep show, the most ridiculous use of government resources, political theater that I've ever seen. He even appears in some of their video, but they don't explain him at all. And so rather than me, a 12, 13-year grassroots activist, Tea Party patriot leader, constitutional conservative, Republican National Committee man, talk show host, explained to you exactly why Ray Epps, the only person on video to be seen and heard urging people to go to the Capitol, to go inside the Capitol, whispering in people's ears, who then immediately thereafter go kick down barricades at the Capitol, and yet he has never been prosecuted. So I listened and this caller called in and John Caldera, who's a dear friend, does wonderful work. And I shouldn't say that. It's not like we really hang out, but I respect him. I admire him. I like him. I hope he feels the same way. Who knows? But he does tremendous work at the Independence Institute. And a caller called in just asking him about Ray Epps. And it led him to a uh, stating his position, which is why I don't really know anything about Ray Epps, but I, I don't believe in conspiracies. I don't believe the government was involved in any way, shape or form in the rioting that occurred at January 6th. And he went on to say he doesn't believe, you know, Trump is guilty of insurrection or anything else. But it frustrated me a little bit. And I, and I don't mean this in any negative way, because it just seems to me. That if you're going – and he's on the, you know, sort of the Dick Wadhams and Karl Rove side of the Republican Party, it seems like to me. And if you're going to reach out to audiences, if you're going to write articles, if you're going to, you know, for back of a lack of a better word, preach to people about certain topics like Trump is bad and we can't talk about the elections anymore and we've got to stop talking about, you know, January 6th was – Trump's fault and just on and on and on that you ought to take a little time to understand why people like me will not let these things go. And so the way I'm going to share that with you is um, is through the cross-examination or the uh, it was some type of a hearing with Thomas Massey. The U.S. Senator Tom Massey from Kentucky, amazing human being and a reliable He's hardly, he's hardly even, he's, man, I don't know if you'd call him libertarian, but he is, uh, he relies on the Constitution, he's consistent, he's principled, he certainly did not vote for $1.7 trillion of nonsense. And he does a terrific analysis, and you'll get to hear Ray Epps himself and what Senator Massey has to, I'm sorry, not Senator, U.S. Representative Massey in the House of Representatives during a hearing on this very issue, what he has to say about Ray Epps and why we don't have more video, why we don't have more information, why we don't know the content of the interview the FBI did with Ray Epps after he said he was concerned about a bomb. And then there was a bomb. Well, where did he get that premonition? Where did he come up with that idea? But we don't get to know about it. We don't get to hear about it. And so I'm going to expose some of that to you for those of you who actually care and want to understand why people like me will not let go of things that are not satisfactorily explained. And I think you'll find it fascinating. Hope you'll stay here. Our phone number is 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. When we come back, I do want you to hear from the current GOP chairwoman, Ronna McDaniel. And something that she said about what went on in Arizona during the 2022 election, which has people who are begging her to step down and or supporting Harmeet Dillon or Mike Lindell or the fourth person whose name I forget right now, um, are so adamant about Rana moving on. We'll get all that going when we return here on The Deb Flora Show. I'm Randy Corp and you're listening to 710K in U.S. We're back at 3.30 on the Deb Flora Show. I'm Randy Corcoran sitting in. Great to have you here. And our phone number is 303-696-1971. Phone lines are already lit up. We're going to bring Malachi O'Brien on in the final segment of the show. The, The Guinness Book of World Records record holder busted the record wide open for running consecutive marathons. And I just think you'll enjoy that story, so we'll do that in the next segment. Callers on the line though want to talk about the RNC race. So before we bring them up, let's just hear a real short clip from current GOP chair, Ronna McDaniel.
0: I mean, look at Arizona. You've had you've had the state party at war with the governor in that state for four years. You the the two candidates for governor, one wouldn't endorse the other. You had one candidate saying, if you're a McCain voter, get the hell out of my rallies. And then the McCain voter said, yeah, I'm not going to vote for you.
1: Yeah, and that clearly is a problem. And instead of coming together, I have seen uh, right here in Colorado, that divide is getting stronger. And now I, I feel like it's just game on. Because if the McCain voters wouldn't support Kerry Lake, so be it. Uh, I think Kerry Lake won that election. If we're going to get a chance, uh, maybe later on in the Stephen Tubbs show, may have to wait until I'm back live on January 7th with a three-hour show on Saturday to break down the judge's ruling in that case and all of the evidence, admitted evidence there, that needs to be talked about and needs to be addressed by whoever leads the GOP moving forward so that these kinds of ridiculous shenanigans, not enough ink, wrong size paper, 60% of of voting centers with long lines where Republicans were expected to turn out huge on on game day. I mean, it's on and on and on. It's just sick and ridiculous. But before we grab the phones, Rana's comment there is just a perfect example of why I am an America first Republican National Committee man, activist, voter, because John McCain lost any respect I had for him, set aside, you know, prisoner of war. And, and I don't say that lightly, but his legacy is being the Republican who raised millions and millions of dollars on his promise to repeal and replace Obamacare. And then when push come to sh- came to shove out of his hate for Donald Trump and legitimate Donald Trump poked and prodded and, and punched him right in the mouth, but out of his hate, when the opportunity came, 2 o'clock in the morning, Mitch McConnell standing down there, everything lined up in the House and Senate to repeal the disaster that has cost you more money and less quality health care than you can possibly imagine. And he walked down. It was the last vote. And his yes vote would have repealed Obamacare. And at two o'clock in the morning, he walked right up to the teller, the woman who takes the votes dramatically and reached his arm out and gave a thumbs down. If those Republicans, those John McCain Republicans can't support a Kerry Lake or simply defeating Democrats and securing the Arizona border, then It's got to just be game on and we've got to fill the Republican Party with activists. And I had a conversation with the precinct leader today who's filling his precinct, working his tail off work. I tried to get our current Republican county chairs to do back in April. I think maybe it was May It was before the primary. A May meeting with everybody on the phone and nobody responded. Nobody was interested so, you know, they were focused on their own election goals, and we saw how that all turned out. But anyway, there this is going to be a fascinating, fascinating battle, and I get to be one of the votes. So that's why I'm so excited to hear from folks about what you think, and let's see who's been waiting. Oh, gosh, it's almost a tie. So we'll start with John in Aurora. John, thanks for waiting. Welcome to the Deb Flora Show.
2: Hey, Randy, how are you doing? Great. Uh, I, what I'm wondering is if you've decided who you're going to vote for. And if you haven't, if you're just going kind to of talk about, you know, what you're looking in a candidate and maybe talk about the candidates that have declared. And I'm just curious your take so far on the vote.
1: Sure. Well, and that's one of the reasons I'm going to have Tyler Boyer, the Republican National Committee man from Arizona, on the Stephan Tub show at 420 when I uh, when I fill in for Stefan as well today is because I want to get into some of the nitty gritty and, and some of the details I have not endorsed. Uh, Harmeet asked for an endorsement. I did not give it. Rana has not called me. I have exchanged phone calls with Mike Lindell but not spoken with him. There's a fourth woman in the – fourth person, a woman in the race. She was the attorney general candidate in Nevada. Her name escapes me at the moment. Um, and But her, her sort of talking point for wanting to get into this race is that she says the RNC let her down in a winnable race in Nevada. I want to learn more about her. But I just don't think it makes sense with a full month to go. That vote, the meeting is January 24th, 5th and 6th, I think. And I'm guessing the vote will occur on the last day. So there'll be a ton of campaigning. There'll be a ton of wheeling and dealing. And I will very likely announce my endorsement well before that week. But it sure makes sense to me to hear what people have to say first and uh, and not just a month ahead of time. I mean, how many times, you know, one of the things I've had against early voting, and I've sort of changed my mind about that, given how well the Democrats use it to rack up leads before Election Day. And we saw that in force in 2022. But one of the things I've had against it is, you know, there's always that uh, air quotes October surprise that comes out last yeah. minute and if you've already sent your vote and now all of a sudden your candidates involved in a sex scandal or they pilfered money or they you know they beat up their spouse or, or whatever um, your vote is stuck and you've already made it so uh, I don't have to do that in this case I will just tell you this before we jump to Edwin John unless you have a last comment is that the emails I have received more emails at RBCFORColorado Colorado RBC 4 Colorado at gmail Um, more emails on this topic than any ever in my two years as Republican National Committee man, and the vast majority of them say vote for Harmeet. However, they don't give me reasons, you know. They complain about the losses, of course, but I'm talking about specific failures of the chair that would lead to her replacement. What are your thoughts before I jump to Edwin?
2: Well, uh, I'm not really sure because, you know, I go to the tea party meetings. and I know you talk pretty positive about her and, uh, you know, and I don't follow it that close or know where, where everybody stands. I guess my key question maybe is what are the issues or aspects you're looking for in that person? Sure. In her
1: mind. Well, one immediate strike against Rana is she's been in there for three terms and she said this was her last term and now she's running again. And I I don't, I think term limits matter. I don't like career politicians. Now, you know, three, three, two year terms isn't really a career politician, but um, you make that pledge, that's important. Um, But I, but I'm especially, I think the Republican Party did some great things in 2022. We won election litigations. We raised record numbers of, of dollars. We were able to recruit and put in position, you know, poll watchers and lawyers and everything else, a lot of things that were done really, really well. But I think we wasted the two years between 2020 and 22 not doing more to make sure some of the the election, the unconstitutional or um, dangerous election laws that exist right now uh, weren't challenged sooner, that we weren't ready for some of the things that we could anticipate based on all that happened in 2020 and uh so you know i want to get answers to those questions and i'll tell you this it would help if uh you know ronna mcdaniel only has to talk to she probably has 30 percent support at least maybe more she claims more in the you know the rnc folks that have been there with her for a while and so there aren't that many that she's got to reach out to and yet um you know weeks since Harmid announced her challenge, I still haven't heard from her, so that that sends a message as well. but who knows people are busy. We'll see how that goes so well, a lot of different well, I trust, factors I trust John.
2: You. yeah well, I trust you I know you've got you know a good heart about what you're trying to get
1: done. well, thank you for that. I do appreciate it, John, and hopefully I'll see you in the new year i I'm sure if I saw your face i'd I'd know who you are, right? You've been to meetings and stuff
2: yeah i'm a, I work with John. O. And uh aurora in fact he's going to run this coming year at large position for aurora city council very good
1: so, oh, good you'll
2: see me wearing my john o. t-shirts again
1: <laughs> sounds good what's the name again you're a little muffled
2: uh john uh john o. scott he's running oh, yeah. for aurora city council.
1: got it okay great so, john see you next year god bless care, edwin thanks for waiting welcome to the show
2: Hey, aloha, Randy, from the great state of Hawaii. It's oh, a pleasure you to dog,
1: at... you dog, you dirty darn dog. <laughs> what hey, what what is... was it in Hawaii when it was 18 below in Denver four days ago?
2: Uh, it was, well, now one day we actually did get down to 68 degrees, and I hope you feel an appropriate amount of sympathy for me. <laughs> I had to put on a long sleeve shirt.
1: Hey, Edwin, can I do something unusual that I hate to do to you? I, sure. I I just looked at the clock. This is an hour show and I'm going to put on the Guinness book of world record record breaker um, in the next segment. And if I take you long here, I'm not going to have time for him. Can, I'm doing the next three hours of radio after this show is over here in a few minutes. Can we call you back and get you on to have this conversation?
2: Absolutely. Do you have his
1: number? Uh, do you have his number in there, Lewis? He's got it. All right. We're going to call you back in the next hour, Edwin. I don't want to cut you short, but I do need to take a break right now. Thank you very much. Sorry to keep you waiting and then do that to you, but we will call you back next hour.
0: Aloha, sir.
1: Aloha. All right. Very cool. All right. Let's jump to that break right now. Malachi O'Brien, Guinness Book of World Record holder for consecutive marathons, and he's breaking his own record now every single day, is next when we return on 710 KNUS. Huh. wonder if Elton John kept his promise to get off Twitter after Elon Musk actually opened it up to try and make it a free speech platform. Still love the music, though. 348 Randy Corcoran here. I'll be riding with you all the way to 7 p.m. Going to stick around and host the Stefan Tubbs show as well. So everybody on the phone, sit tight really wanted to spend a few minutes to just celebrate something that is especially near and dear to my family because of my family connection to a part of his family. His name is Malachi O'Brien, pastor and uh dad and um, a host of things that are very, very important. But he recently, I will say broke the Guinness book of world records running consecutive marathons. And now he shatters that record every single day and for the last few days, he's been running in Colorado. Malachi O'Brien joins us right now. Welcome back, sir.
3: Hey, Randy. Glad to be back. Thank you for having me again.
1: You bet, man. I uh, I just found you on Twitter. I, I've i checked out your Instagram. I don't do that much yet. I'm going to try and get better at all of those things next year because I think they're important from an election standpoint. But uh, but I found you on Twitter and your moniker there, it's your name, of course, Malachi O'Brien, but then your moniker is Dr. Run. Tell folks what you've been doing.
3: Sure. And, and yeah, I love social media. So, I mean, honestly, you're correct with in a political season, we have to make our noise, our voices heard online. So what I've been doing is I've been running a marathon, every a marathon distance, 26.2 miles every single day since October 7th. So... Today, I finished day number 81, over 2,122 miles, and I've spent the last several days running in the warm state of Colorado.
1: Yeah, it's just amazing because, you know, when it was 18 below down here where I live on the uh, west, you know, the west, the east side of Denver, the east side of the mountains, you're actually up in the mountains running. How cold did it get on your sub-zero runs?
3: Um, it was, it had to have been 20 below, but I can tell you it was so cold out. I had every part of my body covered, even a face mask on, except for my eyes and my eyelids were freezing shut. If I wasn't careful to, uh, wipe them off with my gloves. It was, it it was a long, long day that day. It took me eight hours to finish
2: uh, Mm. because
3: of the dangerous temperatures, but I finished.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. And I've been I've been saying 23 miles, 26.2 miles every single day. You broke the record. It'll be 3 weeks ago now this coming Wednesday with uh, what was that number 62? 63. 63 and now you're breaking every you're breaking your own record every single day. When I went to your Twitter feed, it says unofficial Guinness World Record holder. Uh, you've talked on prior shows with me about all of their requirements in, you know, proving this out. What will it take to make that become official? I'm you got to finish running eventually, I assume. Yes,
3: yeah. So that's that's actually that's the key. So when I'm done, 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 that's when I can submit uh, all of their documentation, uh, which is I have 10 terabytes of video footage because I video record every single run with a GoPro I carry. And then I have to take a photograph every single mile, you know, mile one, mile two, all the way to mile 26.2. So when I'm done, I submit everything. And then in a handful of weeks, they certify it and they send back a certificate. And then it's up to them whether they want to put it in their annual book that they do, put anything up in their museums. But um, I'm going to keep going. So I'm going to say it's unofficial until I finally call it quits and and then spend hours getting them their documentation.
1: Now, I wouldn't expect you to tell me an answer to the, the specific answer to this question, but maybe you can answer the general question. Do you have a target in mind that you're going to run I have, to?
3: I have at least the next target. Um, the next target is, I believe, at the current women's record. Because the women, there's the, there are women that have actually ran farther than men. And I believe that number, I have to go back and check the Guinness, it's 106. So at minimum, I am going to try to surpass that, at minimum.
1: Well, that's that's good, because today, you know, with our fluid gender society, then it won't matter what, how, what you wake up feeling like on a particular it's, day.
3: Exactly, exactly. I self-identify as an ultra-marathoner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. Man, oh, man. Okay, so you're shooting for 106, and it, in the past you've told me that, well, for instance, the Saturday that I had you on first after you, right after you broke the record, I think you told me you ran your fastest run, that you'd been sort of pacing yourself and all mm-hmm. of that because you want, you're going for duration here. Um, and then, but on that particular day, you felt so good. I think you were in Kansas at sea level, but you felt so good that you just blasted it out in four hours and something. So how, how are you feeling after run 81 today?
3: You know, I honestly feel like I'm getting stronger every single day. Now, running in Colorado, and you know this yes. year, um, obviously the altitude change, there is, no, there is nothing flat. <laughs> so yeah, I'm either going uphill or downhill. There might be a, a stretch of possible flatland. Like today, I ran outside of Woodland down a highway. I never ran into another town. And so my only source of water today was snow. Literally, that was my only source of water. And I ran probably up and down some, what I would call mountains. You know, when you live in Kansas and Missouri, everything's a mountain. But (laughs) uh, it was just an adventure to see what I could find and came back to Woodland. And so we're with the family now hanging out. But um, I feel, I really can say this. I feel like every day I'm getting stronger, but not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually, every which way. And and I really believe this run is, is kind of a... A metaphor for in our lives, if we want to win our nation back, we got to be mentally strong. We got to we got to be willing to do whatever it takes. We want to, you know, make an impact in our families. We got to do whatever it takes. We want to make an impact in our cities and our communities. We got to do whatever it takes. And we, it's kind of people need to develop some mental toughness and some spiritual grit, some uh, some emotional grit, if they want for anything in life. And you know that you're you're successful, Randy, in many many things. But it it takes a determination that honestly, very few people have, but everyone can have.
1: Well, without a doubt, and I, I won't get sidetracked, but if you think back to what was going on in this particular couple of days in seventeen seventy six, George Washington crossing the, the uh the Delaware with his bag of his band of ragged merry men, bare feet, frostbit deaths, um and he won the first battle of the war, uh the Revolutionary War on Christmas Day after yeah. deciding whether to give it all up or not. Uh, and he just kept coming. And then there were subsequent sort of Christmas miracles that happened on the 26th. And we've only got, you know, two or three minutes with you. So I won't get too sidetracked there. Now, you Well, think,
3: think about this, Randy. I'll because yeah. I heard at the top of your segment. You know, it took a lot for Elon Musk to do what he's doing. I don't I don't think people fully realize uh, he didn't have to do what he did to reveal the corruption because Twitter just uh, just shows us an inside look to every social media platform. Uh, We need more people to take those kind of risks. the George Washingtons of the world. I, I don't. I wouldn't put Elon in the same category, but no. the Elon Musk of the world. You
1: know, but he certainly has put his life at risk. I mean, you know, the like clown who was following him climbed on the hood of his car when his kid was in there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, and really, with with the deep state and and all of the information that's come out on the assassination of JFK and links to the CIA and I mean, you literally are. You're not marching into battle with bare feet in the middle of a Washington DC winter crossing the delaware and basically canoes um but it's still pretty damn courageous to throw yourself out there I, I don't know if he knew what he was getting into when he weighed in but uh but he has delivered there's no doubt about it now your, your christmas day picture on twitter is just phenomenal um what a glorious sunset you've been treated to um, oh, that particular it was
3: amazing i started at 2 a.m that day and finished right after 8 a.m oh and that was the
1: sunrise I, that okay. yeah, was
3: a sunrise. Mm. That, was, that was like Christmas Day sunrise, and that's, there's no filter on that picture. It was gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I've got a lot of those pic- kind of pictures from around my house and up in the hills. It's You definitely came to a good place. Now, uh, for listeners who've lis- heard this story, they know that my connection to you is through one of my oldest friends, Craig O'Brien, and, uh, um, and he's your dad. Have you seen him and Sue at all yet since you've been in Colorado? We are,
3: we are getting together, I think, tomorrow or the good. day after. And so that's our game plan. I think our family's going to do some skiing later this week. But before we do that, we're going to get together with Craig. We see all the grandkids and and just hang out. And I'm so grateful for you guys' friendship and our history together. And uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I think we've only got about 30 seconds, so I'll just summarize the story about the fact that I represented you 19, 20 years ago when you were in a head-on collision. Ah, We're just not going to have time. I will tell this story on the other side. Hey, I'm doing the other show this afternoon. Our afternoon drive guy, Stephan Tubbs, is taking the day off. Would you come back maybe in the final hour of that show? We'll recap and we'll advance the story a little more. Hey,
3: I'd love to. I'd be honored. Let's do
1: it. All right, Malachi. We'll text you and we'll get you on. We'll talk to you a little bit later. God bless you, sir. That's it for the Deb Flores Show. I'm Randy Corporan, sticking around for the Stephan Tubbs Show. Hope you will, too. Stay with us on 710